This is Anime Out of Context, a comedy review podcast hosted by a weeb of the highest order alongside a cynical man who knows nothing about anime. Our show features spoilers, explicit language, and poor fact-checking. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic and none of their opinions should be taken as fact. Thank you for listening, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And like a... No, fuck, I fucked <laughs> You want, want another go at that, buddy? Old two-take Remington there? <laughs> hey, listen here, you gun. All right. And just like the 2000 movie, bring it on. Nah, fuck, I just fucked it. You know what? No, fuck it. No, no, no intro this week. <laughs> <laughs> I had a quip. It related to the pre-badger and everything. No more. Fuck it. This is how we're starting. <laughs> Simultaneously giving Dylan more and less work. Fantastic. I'm Sean However, Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. However, whatever our editor, Tommy, decides to handle. Oh, all right. This is a cursed episode already, Sean. I'll be honest. Oh, it's going to get even more cursed. Just you wait. <laughs> oh, that's that's not what I want to hear. Uh, so we're back, Remington. I'm, I'm back in my in my uh, hosting seat. I am, I, I am more or less recovered from my... My previous trial uh you know i i feel i feel rejuvenated um but i it's a situation where it's like last week i felt so powerful and happy celebrating april fools with you but now i mm, I, i'm feeling a lot less safe you really think i'd turn it around and make a very vicious reply to an april fools episode (laughs) oh man because that's definitely never happened before on this podcast I mean, look, man, history, if you don't record history, it's doomed to repeat itself, they say. Uh, And thankfully, we have several episodes of the show so that we've recorded history. So it's not likely it's going to happen again, right? I I don't think that's how logic works. Nah, man, since since we so clearly remember all the times that it has happened in the past, very clearly it can't happen again. Yeah, sure. So uh, with with, with all this BSing aside, what what exactly are we doing this week, Sean? Uh, uh, funny should mention BSing. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, I almost forgot to give you a BS episode in this block of 10, man. I, that's fine. <laughs> that is so okay. Except it's not. And I don't think I can convince the folks to have you have another uh, go at it. So I have a very, uh, hmm, let's see. I have a bit of a interesting one for you this time. And I, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm not choosing this anime to torture you this time around. Uh, no, that's that's just one of its secondary functions. Sure, it's not. It's primarily because many people have recommended it. It's secondarily to torture me, which, as it happens, they have all mentioned in their recommendations. What a coincidence. Actually, Remington, it's a pretty even split. There are some people who think you'll find the show uh, interesting and have some good qualities to it. Uh, uh, other people think you'll. Uh, other people think it's an edgy piece of mess and think they'll have fun listening to you uh, watch it and give your thoughts and views on it. Uh, but uh, honestly, I mean, statistically, the flowchart works like this: Is it anime? Yes, probably won't like. It. I mean, that is fair. But at the same time, Remington, honestly, I personally like the show quite a bit, but. Not for the reasons most people like it. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, so it, it's got some like big titty waifus and you pretend that's not why you like the show because you actually like it for the plot. That's my prediction. <laughs> actually, most of the waifus are pretty modest in chess size. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, no, I, I took notes of these things. You got, you, oh, of you've course, got to. Of course. I mean, I, I have the title of weeb for a reason, I suppose. Uh, but no, no. Uh, the show we're talking about today, Remington, is actually probably uh, one of the most popular shows of 2016. Uh a lot of people's anime of the year as well as uh a very long-awaited second season that is currently airing right now that i've been watching and i've uh, i've been enjoying it pretty well uh so far so you're telling me that it's very likely i'm gonna crush some dreams today i mean honestly rem if you don't really enjoy this episode after this uh this show i should say after the episodes you watch uh i'm not gonna be too heartbroken by it because uh, the fan base for this one is complex to say the least because uh the show we're talking about today is simply called uh, ReZero Karahajimeru Isekai Seikatsu. Oh, uh, that one I've seen a lot of around like our Discord and stuff. Yep. Uh, once again, I try to remain nice and ignorant. That's pretty easy to do. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out like why or in what context I've seen. I, 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 I'm not sure. No idea. Well, wait, it, is there like a blue maid? There is, Rem. All right. That's all I know. Well, <laughs> that's <is> my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> there is a blue maid. Uh, there's also a red maid too. Uh, okay. Sister. So are they, are they all maids? No, 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 no. They just happen to be maids. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so, but uh, the reason you know about it is because, one, it's very heavy in the pop culture scene for uh, anime fans in general since 2016, uh, especially since it just got its second season, but also due to the fact that uh, it started a pretty strong waifu war, and uh, that that's part of the reason you've heard of it, because... Oh, well, if there's a waifu war, then I have to take a stance before I know anything about anything. Okay, Ooh. well... The, give, give me the candidates. So there's a uh, there the the main uh, two people that are in competition for best girl. There's a couple other sides, but the first two are the ones that people argue the most. This is the main war. Yes, the main war that m like eighty percent of people are on uh, one side versus the other. You have the main girl, Amelia. Okay, okay, Amelia. Yes, Amelia. Very, very. Uh, she's like the main uh, character. She's got long white hair. You know uh, what? Nah, nah. I don't. I don't. I don't believe in. Amelia. Amelia, screw Amelia. My vote is for the other one. Okay, then your vote. I don't, I don't. I don't feel good about Amelia. Whoever the other one is, she has my vote. Okay. Hundred so... percent. No. 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 Take backsies. Okay. So then your vote is for that blue hair maid who is simply t named Rem. Oh. <laughs> 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 ah, you fell into my cleverly placed trap. I, I feel like at some point or another, I might have been... Like, I feel like I have some forgotten memory of her being called Rem or something like that. Like, I feel like I've been told this sometime. Um, We've also, we, we've had one other character named Rem before. Yes, uh, and that was in uh, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord. Wasn't great, I'll no, be no, honest. No, 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 no. A, a vastly inferior Rem. Uh, and hilariously, Rem, you are actually siding with the majority here. Most people really, really love Rem in this show. Well, people love Rem all the time, Sean. <laughs> Except when they listen to this podcast. No, yeah, that... Uh, the most decisive Rem haters are our listeners. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, okay, well, uh, the the Rem and Rem combo. Yes. Uh, I, I officially endorse Rem without knowing anything. Hopefully, she, she is a good representation of all Rems. I think she's pretty solid. Uh, and the main reason why there's this big decisive thing is because uh, she has the most character development between the two in the first season, is the way I would say it, as well as the fact that most people just want good things for her. Uh, and I will say myself, I like Amelia. So, so wait, it's like the opposite of me, who has very poor character development on this podcast and no one wants good for Exactly. Perfect. Okay. I, yeah. I think I have which, a good grasp. Which makes you guys a good pairing, which I can't it's, wait. It's I an, cannot, a yin-yang effect. I, want, I can't wait for the fan art of you and Rem hanging out or just I, you cosplaying as Rem. Oh, no. Oh, I, I, boy. That's what I want. That's what I really want. I'll even sacrifice myself and uh, have me be dressed up as Rem if that makes people happy. Uh, yes, her sister's name is Rem, by the way. Wouldn't you expect, like, the waifu war to include her sister? Uh, You'd think that, but uh. Ram is very good as a side character, but Ram just has a lot more like of the Moe effect, you would say. Like there are a lot Ram is great, honestly. Like because Ram is snarky and uh really solid Kudere type, uh, who cares about her sister quite a bit. But again, like there's there's a lot of plot things that happen that like shoot Ram into the to the heights of things, and uh, Amelia gets a lot of shit because the main character is simping hard for her. Oh, perfect. Alright, well we've talked a lot about the waifus. Yes. What we have not done at all is talk about like the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so as you can guess by the title, uh, which once again is ReZero Kara Hajimeru Isekai Seikatsu. Mm, yes. Uh, you should recognize some of those words, but the, I, the- I recognize one very troubling word. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but the English title is uh, simply ReZero with the subtitle Starting Life in Another World. Pretty generic yeah. title. Uh, people just call it ReZero because that second part doesn't matter as much. So, uh, uh, I mean, let, let's address the elephant in the room. It's an Isekai. Yes. And as we all know, isekais are like 78% trash uh, and like 12% pretty decent. And then like a a small, small percent, god awful, I want to die. Uh, Yes, a small percentage is god awful, I want to die. Only a small percentage. Look, man, I have a lot of high tolerance for a lot of this bullshit. And some of the ones we cover that make me want to die are in that tiny, tiny percent. Uh, Others in the broader category I can deal with. Uh, But this one, this one is definitely in the good category as far as I'm concerned. Uh, But like it's in the controversial category, all due to one thing. The main character is kind of an awful person. Uh, That that can be fine, depending. Um, But that is actually kind of the point of the show. All right, that's good. But. We need to we need to make sure when it's like the point of the show, is it they're generally aware of it, but still don't really do anything to address it or point it out or even care about it? Or is it like it's the point of the show because it's like, hey, look, what he's doing is is real bad and being an asshole. Uh, he does go through character development, uh, actually, a lot of it uh, through some very painful methods. Uh, basically, our main character goes through this entire season and by the end of the first season, he's a half decent person. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, because this show, in a way, parodies a lot of other isekai, because it's a self-aware isekai. That, that's a good first start. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so let me let me get into the details for you. Uh, so our main character is uh, Natsuki Subaru. Ah, uh, good old Subaru. Yep. You have a car and- joke in there, or are you just going to let it slide? No, I'm just, I'm just excited to see their companion and sidekick, Suzuki. <laughs> Oh, they are. Uh, Suzuki is best girl. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> 
and I'm sure there is a Suzuki out there in the anime verse that is a good uh, good character, but I can't think of one for the life of me off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Natsuki Subaru is uh, basically your pretty bog standard Hikigamori otaku. Ah, uh, yes, I understand exactly what the fuck that means. Have I not told you about Hikigomori? Um, if you have, it has too many syllables that are incomprehensible to me for me to remember. Okay, well, uh, Hikigomori is a, uh, it's a Japanese term, right? Uh, to dis- define a, spe- a particular lifestyle. Uh, it comes from, uh, Japanese for being pulling inwards, being confined, uh, essentially acute social withdrawal. Oh, so we see a neat? Uh, basically, yes. Hey, see, I, I do know some terms. Yes, yes. He's basically a neat. Uh, Neats and Hikigamori's go kind of hand in hand. Uh, but he's on the younger side of things, so he's not quite neat level. So he's not he, like he. I believe he is an adult by the time of the show, but he's not like you know proper proper adult. Uh, All right, sure. Uh, but yeah, so it's basically he's the worst kind of otaku, right? So he's uh, he loves anime and all that jazz, but he never socializes with literally anybody. He keeps to himself uh, all the time. He constantly berates pe- uh, like couples he sees on the street for being, you know, gross and normies and things like that. Very uh, cringeworthy stuff. Uh, but con- contrary to most po- uh, Hikikomoris, he actually does kind of take care of himself a little bit. He uh, exercises a bit regularly and can at least fend for himself. He's just he's just got that shitty, shitty uh, otaku attitude, right? Okay, okay, I got you. So I'm just imagining like a younger Sean right now. Uh, it's funny you should mention that, Rem. <laughs> <laughs> you are actually kind of correct. Hey! Uh, like, young junior high Sean, right? Before I realized that I was a piece of shit and needed a change. Uh, Before he met me. Then no, his life no, all after came I met together. you, I realized I needed to be more of a piece of shit to bring you down a bit. <laughs> But no, no, uh, yeah, no. This show is actually kind of painful for me sometimes, Remington, because I see my a lot of myself in Subaru specifically, like past Sean and some of the things I've done and said that make me want to roll over and die. You know, like old school yeah. Chunibyo style stuff. Uh, so obviously they're going to get like transported to the other world, right? My question, yes. uh, a few questions. First, uh, just a handful of questions. First of all, is he the only one isekai into a completely different world? Or is it like a bunch of people in a game or just group setting two uh are the other people in the world also isekai and three is it permanent or is it just like log in log out okay so this is a true to form isekai uh where it's only subaru okay uh, he he is actually it literally starts off with him in his world at a convenience store buying some snacks and magazines and whatever i think he actually buys a copy of jump if i'm not mistaken uh but then Fucking again i've weeks. seen so many of these goddamn isekais that could just be like a standard thing that otakus buy to keep the stereotype alive but uh and as he's walking out of the uh, the convenience store, his vision gets a bit blurry. He starts blinking. He rubs his eyes a bit. And the next thing he knows, he's standing in a busy market square surrounded by all kinds of fantasy creatures in a medieval style settings, uh, as well as fantasy races and fantasy setups with a, a little flavors of magic here and there. And he is just suddenly in this other world. That's that's very abrupt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's, it's just him being isekai'd. Uh, whether or 
or not there are other people that have been isekai'd, uh, at this point in the story, we don't. All we know is that he's just been kind of, uh, he's kind of found himself in this world and doesn't quite know why. You know, pretty bog standard. Uh, they get that out of the way very quickly. Uh, and the story progresses from him, uh, trying to figure out what is going on, but he quickly realizes, oh, wait a minute, I've been isekai'd. Uh, which being a rather stereotypical otaku entitled prideful guy like you'll you'll quickly realize this guy's biggest issue is that he's prideful as fuck it's just a good uh, amount of lust to keep things balanced uh and he starts having the assumptions that oh i've been isekai so clearly this is amazing this is going to be great for me i'm going to have all kinds of uh wonderful benefits and i'm going to be a hero in this world you know okay the yeah, kind the, of thing. The standard isekai fantasy exactly like he's actually getting to live the isekai fantasies that he's consumed so many times like i can almost guarantee that fucking Subaru watch Sword Art Online. There's no way doubt in my mind about that. Uh, but yeah, there's no doubt in my mind about that. But he, so he immediately goes into this very nonchalantly. He adjusts pretty quickly, is starting to try and figure things out. And uh, I'll give Subaru some credit. He's not a complete idiot. He's just so prideful and he basically in D&D terms, he has the wisdom score of some of my characters, let's just say. <laughs> Fair enough. So like he has a decent amount of intelligence behind him and he's not really ever malicious per se he's not he does he's not out to cause people harm he's just selfish and prideful and that can be a problem like there's there's the there's the uh center of him is like there's some good qualities buried deep deep within and some and people can sometimes see them but he's such a dumbass when it comes to social situations and what to do and what not to do in the situation and assuming he's got some kind of entitlement to him that it gets him into a shit ton of trouble and makes people want him to die especially those watching him uh, uh, yeah, all right, sounds relatable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, when I first watched this, when it first came out, I did not like the show at all. Uh, Ooh, and then I started to real Yeah, uh, I started to realize, oh, wait a minute, it's because I, I relate to some of the shit Subaru did. <laughs> and then, like, more and more people started analyzing it, and I'm like, oh, my God, I was Subaru. Oh, God, I was Subaru. I uh well, this is going to be painful to watch. Uh, but actually watching him go through and ha and suffer consequences for shit is very interesting. Uh, well, I, I look forward to watching what amounts to, to your home movies personified. Ugh, yikes. <laughs> if, I will say, though, if what had happened to uh, Subaru in this show happened to Young Sean, Young Sean probably not, would not be as well put together as Subaru uh, is. And Subaru is not well put together, let's just say. Uh, but yeah, so after he's been isekai, the show progresses. Uh, he meets Amelia, who rescues him in an alley, uh, immediately falls for her, thinking of her, oh, this must be my heroine of the story. Oof. Big oop. And uh, immediately falls for her and tries to do everything in his power to get into her good graces. Uh, Amelia uh, uh, is in a hurry because she got a precious item stolen from her. And Subaru uh, offers to help. Uh, partially because he he does care and wants to help her, but also partially because, well, you can probably guess why. Yep. Yeah, like, he has good intentions uh, when they benefit him is basically how I would like to... Uh... He has good intentions when he wants to get his dick wet. Yes. 
yes. Like, he, he does enjoy helping people, but they usually come from insincere places to start with. Uh, and so he goes around, helps uh, her, does some genuinely nice human things from time to time, helps a little girl get back to his family. And then after a certain point, they find uh, the, uh, the person who stole her item, try to get it back. And then the next thing Subaru realizes is he's standing in front of a familiar cart with a man trying to sell him an apple. Oh? A scene that seemed to have happened hours before. Okay. And that is basically where the show starts. Okay, uh, I, I, I'm interested. I think it has sincere potential. Yep. Uh, it has some risk factors, of course, uh, namely the existence of it being an isekai. Yep. Even if it's self-aware, it's still a red flag, still needs to be monitored. But I, I think it at least has, uh, it has potential. Yes, I, and I will say one more thing. This show is edgy as fuck. Okay, I can, I can get down with that. Yeah, like basically it's what would happen if Dylan was a recluse otaku weeb. <laughs> uh, our, our good old editor. Uh, I, I mean, I, I just, anything anything dark, edgy, and spooky, I associate with him. So yes. this is like if you two had a love child. A, a lot of, uh, yes, in a way. <laughs> uh, it is, it is... And we were awful parents, let's just say. Let's just add that <laughs> caveat in. Uh, oh, no, that, yeah, that was assumed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because, my God, uh, there are some moments that make me cringe violently, but I feel like they were supposed to. Like, because Subaru really wants to be the hero isekai, so he does things like poses dramatically, introduces himself using cliches. It, it, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, Rem. It's pretty bad, but it's, like, on purpose bad, so it's fine, but at the okay, same time... Okay, okay. Uh, but, you know, before, before we jump in... There's there's a very very important thing that mm -hmm. I I think we need to uh, briefly go over, Sean. Yes, Remington. Uh, because at the beginning you mentioned uh oh wow uh BS funny I should mention that so I I assume that you are using the bullshit rule, which for those who don't know, normally we watch three to five episodes of an anime, but once for every set of ten uh, episodes or so, he can just say no, we're not just watching three to five, we're watching however many he damn well pleases. Um, so I, I assume you're implementing that and i have to ask uh, how many episodes of the show am i watching sean well honestly rem part of me didn't think the show needed the bullshit rule at first because i agree with that don't don't let the peer pressure of our <laughs> listeners get to you sean i the, i can form a a substantial and sufficient opinion within three to five episodes yeah, because actually the first arc is pretty well self-contained and gives you a good idea of how the show could progress forward. That's but the problem like with that hear. is, Rem... Mm, uh, this is not what I like to hear. <laughs> ...is Rem doesn't show up in those first five episodes. Ah, you know, say la vie, what can you do? Well, I mean, she does, just at the very uh, beginning of the uh, fifth episode. And I don't know, Rem, I feel like since we're watching this and you share your name with a character that we just have to watch enough to at least get uh, get a good flavor for things. Uh, it's not going to be much more than that, though. I, I honestly think that the debate is whether or not I want you to finish the second little arc. Because I will say, there is, like, the, the unique power mechanic in this... Uh, show is definitely a time travel mechanic, right? Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, like that that's one that you get pretty well figured out. Uh which is a very good way to start a first episode and it, it, kind of spoiling that is kind of a thing, but it's the mechanics behind it that make it really interesting in my opinion. And each arc is divided by these uh time travel uh checkpoints. Uh so I was thinking I could get you to the end of the first of the second checkpoint was my plan. Mm, and 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 how many episodes would that take out of curiosity? That would take about eight or nine episodes. 
But, in all honesty, I think I can probably get a... Because I want you to have at least a decent opinion of the show, and I don't want to shove too much of it down your throat at once. Hell so yeah, fuck them weebs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Remington. So, in all honesty, I think I'm only going to have you watch the uh, seven episodes. All right, could be worse. Yep, that'll get you partway through the second art, and I feel like that's a good amount. Uh, so, yeah, there you go, Rem. Uh, oh, and be careful, because there is a director's cut out there. Oh. Yep, and I haven't watched the director's cut. Uh, that might have been a better way to display this to you, but at the same time, it might also be a bit much for you, because the director's cut is, like, double-length episodes. Oh, good God, fuck that shit. But it also, like, condenses some of the... Uh, broader episodes into one manageable piece so it's interesting I, I might rewatch the director's cut and if we do revisits to this we might have you watch that instead but for right now i think just watching seven episodes of re-zero should get you a pretty good idea of the flavor of shit you're dealing with it's got a little bit of that mystery element a little bit of that edge element a little bit of that magic mystery some political stuff it's uh it's honestly a very interesting setting and world it just takes a lot takes a you got to get through subaru to get to the good stuff is what I would say. And even then, sometimes Subaru can be some of the good stuff. Well, here's hoping. Yeah. So without further ado, Remington, let's go watch some ReZero. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming seven whole episodes of the hit 2016 anime, ReZero Kara Hajimeru Isekai Sekatsu. And Remington, you're on a bit of weird ground, honestly, because this is one of those uh, anime that has people either solidly neutral or loving it, and the haters of it are definitely in the minority from what I can tell. So I'm curious to see if you're going to raise the ire of anybody in particular this time around. Well, you know, uh, th there's a, a couple things that we're, we're going to figure out as we go, right? Okay. Which has been a trend for like the past month. Uh, but well, one thing I, I just want to sort of foreshadow. So uh, I, I did go all in on, on one of the main waifus in part one of the podcast. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I went all in on, uh, as it turns out, my namesake, Rem. Yep, yep. Uh, as opposed to Amelia. Yes. Uh, without saying too much quite yet, I either made a brilliant decision or the worst decision because one of those two characters is the worst character of the entire show easily. Wh which one uh -oh. of those two is? Wait and find out. <laughs> well, I guess we know you're going to piss somebody off. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna piss half the community off, and then half half is gonna be like, "Fuck yeah, it's not my waifu." Uh, so that that's how it's gonna go. It's well, depending on who you choose, it's probably gonna be more like seventy percent of the community and like forty percent. <laughs> I, I I forget which one you said was more favorable, so I I can't say who if I'm gonna piss more people off or if it'll be in the majority. Who knows? No, well, it's hard to say. Uh, season two hasn't uh, ended yet, so we don't know if uh, anybody's opinions are gonna skyrocket rocket or, or descend into hell. Okay, uh, okay. But with that being said, Remington, uh, 
Uh, I may or may not have left out a crucial element of the mechanics of the world to you. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on ReZero? Uh, it should be mentioned, uh, because we watched a little bit extra, there there will be some spoilers up to episode seven or so. So if yep. you don't want any, any spoilers, uh, you can probably hear about the first couple episodes, but you probably, if that catches your fancy, you probably want to watch it before we go too far. That seems fair. Uh, so we, we, we start the show off. It's like an ominous gas station. Uh, it, it's very, it's shot like a horror movie, which, which I always appreciate. Uh, yep. he's just browsing, uh, and then he he leaves, he blinks, all of a sudden he's in this magical world, and uh, he doesn't hesitate, he's a weeb, he's like, oh yes, I've been isekai perfect. Uh, yep. Which is what weebs and otakus are always fantasizing about. So as soon as it happens to them, it, it's just, of course, no, no hesitation. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're a hikigamori otaku with no friends and no social life, of course you're going to be <laughs> uh, weirdly excited when you get transported to another world where you don't have to deal with that bullshit. Yeah, he, he's stupidly sure of himself, and the world is a little bit weird. Like, all right, it's your standard fantasy fair, except uh, they're, they're in this very busy road, right? And on this very, very busy road, it's a combination of, like, frontier Wild West style covered wagons and Victorian style carriages just side by side which is yeah. a strange choice uh yeah. <laughs> it's but it's an but it's an interesting choice uh yeah a, a bit of a weird but he he starts to sort of explore the world there are demi humans all around him uh even though there are demi humans uh thus far we've not interacted with anyone who's not mostly human uh because well, you run the full yeah. gambit there's like so a bunch of different reptile people none of them have even i think spoken uh thus far but he i i did like he wanders into a bar that turns out to be demi humans only you know that's a nice mild change normally they're racist to the demi humans uh it's nice to have a little bit of racism going the other way uh gives <laughs> a it little, some variety. a little bit of human racism if you will yeah you know what i haven't faced some human racism in in a while in society thank goodness that's gone uh so <laughs> Uh oh, uh oh. Uh, I feel like our privilege is showing. <laughs> so, so uh, he ends up going in this dark alleyway, right, uh, to gather his bearings, as one does. And in the alleyway, he gets mugged by uh, a bunch of of dudes. They show up and they're like, "Hey, we're mugging you right now." Uh, and then a cat girl shows up and he's like, "Oh, my savior!" And then she just eats away. And he's like, "What the fuck?" Uh, then they they go to mug him, and he he he's, he attacks them. Uh, he does sucker punch them, so you know he. Gets gets an advantage on that front right uh he also roundhouses a small child that's trying to mug him which is well, great yeah not actually a child but might as well be uh, yeah it's a small child as far as i'm concerned and when you roundhouse a small child all right things are looking up yeah. uh but then the last one has some knives so you can't really sucker punch a dude with uh with the huge knives fortunately yep. his savior the inferior waifu shows up uh, uh okay so you're not gonna piss off as many people <laughs> <laughs> if that's your actual opinion, then then you're not gonna piss off the as many people. <laughs> 
So the inferior waifu shows up, and she she saves him, uh, sort of Add like Amelia. Yeah, half-heartedly, she's like, sure, whatever. Um, his first thought is, oh wow, how cute is this girl? Because he's a horny asshole. Yes. Uh, there's also Amelia has a cat named Puck, a magical yep. cat. Uh, it yep. doesn't shoot laser arrows, unfortunately. It does talk, which made me like it way less. Um, I was like, oh, cute cat. Then it started speaking. And I was like, this, I don't like this. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable. Uh, Puck, you hate it when anything uh, gets a human traits and it's a cute animal. Remington. I'm just reminded of the Pikachu incident. Okay. And, and so, it, <laughs> and so <laughs> you can't compare the two, Rem. This is a whole new character that you've never seen before. Puck, Puck is uncanny. Puck like grows to human size in a moment. And that's real weird. <laughs> I hate that. I really was... hate that. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Um, As it turns out, Puck is also a male. I thought Puck was a girl. Who knew? Uh, I mean, you know. Meanwhile, uh, uh, Amelia, she's doing a bunch of Sundere bullshit of like, oh, no, I, I didn't really care to save you, you know, Baka. It's, I hate it. I hate Sundere bullshit so much. Almost every time it's horse shit. And this time, yeah, it's just horse shit. It's uninteresting. It's bland. I, I don't give a crap about it. I don't at all. Yeah, no, I'll say this right now, Remington. Uh, she starts off like that and the her her staunch defenders uh, come in about halfway through the season when uh, Subaru does something really really fucking stupid and and people start feeling sympathy for Amelia. So you you don't have to worry at this point. Yeah, she's kind of your basic bog standard Sundere. Yeah. So uh, they they go around searching for her lost insignia that was stolen by uh by the cat girl we briefly saw earlier during the mugging. And uh, she's not really a cat girl, and I have to specify that because there are cat people that's in this true. show. Fair enough. Uh, she, she, she's cat girl like a Jason. Um, <laughs> she, she has all the heart and soul of a cat girl. She has, she has an echo card, if you will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, they go around, they, they find a lost child. They return it. Um, there's, there's a nice line as they're returning the child where, uh, speaking to the vendor whose daughter it is. And mm. Subaru says, not only am I clueless, I'm broke beyond repair, which is, uh, you're in my personal motto, frankly. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> remember what I said? Uh, there's a lot of times where I heavily empathize with Subaru and I hate it. <laughs> That's one of those moments. Oh, yes. I mean, I'm in a fucking closet right now, Remington. You have to understand that my situation could not be any more uh, unenviable. <laughs> Uh, we also learned that Amelia is a flat earther, which is, is neat. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Uh, essentially. You, you can't, you can't just say that. About... All right, I guess I should explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you should. At one point, Subaru, like, she's asking where he is, where he's from, blah, blah, And he's like, oh, I'm from the an island east of here. And she's like, there's no island. He's here where the easternmost continent, which is not how that shit works at all. Like, if I'm on the far eastern side of Russia, right, and I ask someone, well, where'd you come from? And they're like, oh, yeah, 100 miles east of here. I'm not like, what are you fucking talking about? We are the far eastern side. There's nothing east. No, that's not how that works at all. Um, um, so the 
only conclusion is that Amelia's a flat earther. Uh, well, which the, is, the thing is, Remington, frankly, the most you do realize it's thing a about medieval her. fantasy setting, right? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. And that either if and at this point, we actually don't know if the world is uh, exactly like ours or not. We are, are, wait, are you saying that it's possible that their Earth is flat? Have you ever read Discworld? <laughs> Oh, all right. So Sean and Amelia are are flat earthers. Okay, (laughs) it's not Earth to start with. It's very different place, and it's not super unreasonable if you're on a far eastern continent, and if there, and if someone says, "Oh, uh, off of a country, uh, off of an island to the east of here," and you think to yourself, "Well, there's nothing within ship sailing distance like that." No, that's not what she said at all. That is not what was described. Just move on, Remington. You weird nitpicking ass hat. Uh, so the first episode's cut into part one and part two because of fucking course it is. Uh, which I, it seems like it's not actually cut into two parts. That was like it seemed like a crunchy roll decision because the part where it breaks off between episodes is not a good break. Am, am I am I wrong with that? No 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 no. Uh, like I I def if it wasn't a crunchy roll decision, it was like a broadcasting decision. Yeah, because it, it's it, it's not like our all right, well, here's here's a proper ending. Like, they go to the slums, and she's like, all right, let me talk to the lesser spirits. They come back, and they were like, that was a good chat with the lesser spirits. Yeah, no, like, it was a bit of a weird break, and I think it, I don't know the exact answer because I didn't bother looking it up, uh, but if it's not a Crunchyroll thing, I'm going to wager it was a broadcasting thing because 40-minute uh, anime episodes aren't really, well, weren't, I should say, really a thing. They shouldn't be. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Rem, you do realize most TV shows are 40 minutes, right? Uh, many of them weren't it. Anime usually doesn't. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so I think that they, uh, split it into two because they had a lot to get out in the first 40 minutes, but, uh, you know, didn't really have much choice in the matter, uh, because of broadcasting such. And I could be wrong about that, and if someone knows the answer, that's fantastic, uh, but at this point, that's what I assume is the case. All right. Uh, yeah. And so, all the director's cut episodes are 40 minutes apiece. So it almost seems like God. that's what the director intention. I see after watching it, I, I'm not sure if that would help with the pacing. I, mm, that that's a risky game adding, doubling each uh, episode. So it's more along the lines of taking uh, the split episodes and smashing them together in a more cohesive way. Okay. Okay. I, I get yep, you. Yep. 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 Yeah. So, I watched one or two episodes of the director's cut to just uh, get some clarification on that. All right. So they're in the, uh, they're in the slums chasing after Felt, who is the thief. And uh, they, they, it, now it's late at night. So they, they find this uh, old, seemingly abandoned house. And they briefly discuss, like, what the plan is. The plan ends up being the stupidest plan in existence. And that Subaru is going to go in without Amelia. Keep in mind, Amelia is the one with super powerful magic. Subaru yep. is the one who can do literally nothing. Yep. And, like, they... they I, they briefly try to sort of justify it. Um, I don't think they do a good job. It's really stupid. Uh, it's just a bad creative decision. Not great at all. Uh, so he, he goes in solo and there's some, there's some nice fancy stuff adorning the walls, right? Things are looking pretty good. It's a shop of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he's looking around, he's like, Oh, that's a big old corpse. That's a real big corpse. <laughs> It's a hefty, it's a hefty lad of death and decay. And oh, is that blood? Uh, oh boy, there is so much blood. 
Let me tell you about the blood in this show. Oh my God, this show loves its blood. You don't even need to like see the wound. There will be so much blood. Uh, and I'll tell you what, a couple of characters are gonna get eaten. Uh, half of them in the in this in the next episode, we don't see any wound, but we see blood lining the walls, like straight out of The Shining. It's just, it's just crazy. I don't know if they felt less competent doing the wounds themselves. Very often, people are either uh, slumped over or like on the ground with their wound to the ground. They don't like showing you the wound. Yeah, they yeah. they'll do that a, a couple times throughout the show thus far, but they really want to avoid it whenever possible. Yeah, I, I imagine that has to do with some more TV broadcasting stuff as well. Uh, but you know, sometimes a dramatic blood splatter is more than enough to uh, indicate, oh, this guy is royally fucked. Yep. Uh, cause cause Subaru. Yeah, he, he gets yeeted. Uh, it's weird because uh, when he gets yeeted, and uh, as we'll go, it appears like they were struck from the back and they fall forward. But as we learned, that is not the case. And it's just really weird choreography. Uh, yeah, just a little bit off. But yeah, he gets eaten and he's like, oh God, I'm dying. Uh, and then that's when Amelia is like, hey Subaru, anything anything going on in here? You've been in here for like a minute and a half. And then she gets eaten and, and cut up as well. Uh, and, and, then, and then boom, flashback. And now Subaru is back uh, speaking to an Apple vendor like he was before. And he's like, wait a minute, what? So he's very confused. He thought he, he just died, but now here he is. Uh, he's a bit confused. The first thing he decides to do is go into the same dark alleyway that he will return to multiple times. And every time he re returns to this exact same alleyway, he gets mugged. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is this his safe? Is this the only alleyway available? Is this the only one he thinks to go into? Uh, he, he's, he uh, doesn't learn. He's a dumbass. Yeah, no, like, I told you at the beginning, most of, uh, Subaru's issues are that he's a prideful dumbass, and he regularly forgets that it's a alley that he could have just easily sidestepped at some point, but no, no, he just ends up wandering back to that alley multiple <laughs> times. Yeah, and I wish it would have framed it as more, like, him being a dumbass, but it, it doesn't really touch upon that point, uh, in, at least in this regard, which is not great. Um, so far in episode Episode one, they're making a, a handful of, I, I would say, lazy creative choices, which is unfortunate. Uh, the muggers show up and he just beats the shit out of all of them this time, um, which doesn't make a lot of make a lot of sense. Uh, it's it's more like he rushes them. Uh, no, no, because last time, last time he sucker punched them, right? This time they were getting ready to beat him up already. Uh, you got this giant of a man, this dude who has knives, and then the short cunt who gives a crap about him. Uh, <laughs> he just roundhouse kicked the kid. Uh, but it's very unbelievable. And th this will also be an ongoing theme that Subaru is just wildly talented and dexterous and amazing at fighting. He is Oh my God, he, he should be doing MMA in the real world because he is one of the single most talented fighters, especially given uh, that he, he doesn't have much deliberate practice beyond swinging a, a wooden sword around sometimes. Oh man, he is ridiculously talented as it turns out, which I think is a dumb choice. Uh, well, you don't have to worry about that too much because he's going to get his ass kicked several more times. I mean, the as he should. The thugs in the he alleyway are basically... The 
the equivalent of his, of low scale power leveling for this show. Yeah, but one of them is a fucking giant brute. One of them has a bunch of knives. One of them's a little kid. I don't give a shit. How, you, at least before he had a sucker punch, right? This time he doesn't get that advantage. And yeah, I mean, he still kicks the shit out of all of them. He still kind of sucker punches the guy with the knives first and foremost. It it does, like it makes he, no sense. It it uh, I don't I don't like Subaru being this like powerful, amazingly talented dude, especially because like the sort of archetype they're running with is yeah, in this world he's a bit shit. Uh, he's a bit powerless and can't do much. But then they completely negate that in the first episode. It's dumb. I don't I still don't think it's that much of a stretch, but whatever, Rem. Go, continue. We have a lot to get through. Yeah. Uh, uh, so he's super was like, okay, I should return to the house before, see what's up, what's going on. He doesn't realize that it's a time loop yet. Uh, so he goes back to the house and uh, he he waits a bit. He he meets Felt and, and he's like, oh yes, you're Felt. I want to buy your thing. And he offers to trade his his cell phone for it, which apparently uh, they call it a magical item uh, called media or some shit. Don't worry about it. And so she's like, all right, I'm willing to do that, but I'm going to negotiate with my other buyer as well. The other buyer shows up and she is like just an evil vampire woman. As soon as she shows up, you just know she's an evil vampire woman. Uh, she's so not- So the kind of woman our editor would date is what yes, you're Yes, our to say. editor, Dylan, <laughs> he would be all over her and then he he would get disemboweled. Yeah. Uh, so negotiations go a little bit awry because while Subaru, uh, he wins the negotiations, his cell phone is more valuable than her 20 holy coins. Um, then he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna return it to their owner. And everyone is like, you're with them. And then, uh, the vampire woman disembowels everyone because she's the bowel hunter. Yep. Which is not the greatest nickname, I've gotta say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the episode ends with another time loop. He, this time he meets, uh, Amelia, who thus far he, he has been told her name is Satella. He's like, hey, Satella. And she's like, why the fuck would you call me that name? And he's like, cause you told me to call me your name. Once again, he has no idea what's going on yet. He still hasn't nope. pieced it together in anyway he's very quick to be like ah yes i have been isekai but for a time loop he's like what is, i have no what's going on who knows who, who could possibly honestly to be fair being killed is a very disorientating thing i feel <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I, I haven't been killed myself but i feel like if i have been disemboweled on multiple occasions i'd be a little confused as to what my current state is <laughs> yeah it might be a, a bit jarring to say the least yeah so that that is all the super long episode one uh well we'll try to go a little bit faster now that we've covered all that episode two yeah uh all right he goes oh no it's another mugging and he's like i can't deal with you guys and then he dies they just stab him this time which is much more yeah. realistic oh yeah because uh, he just straight up ignored them this time and tried to get past yeah. them so why and... does he always walk in the alley who knows it doesn't matter because he's a dumbass <laughs> uh, it, it is you have to accept the fact that subaru is probably one of the biggest uh dumbasses in isekai history it, it's and, true it's true and at least the show is aware of that yep uh, uh finally he sort of realizes he's like oh maybe this is a time loop uh and then he goes after realizing that he goes into the exact same alleyway not to test his theory just once again because he is a dumbass 
ass. Uh, he goes yeah. back into this alley that he just died in. He gets mugged yet again. Uh, this time he calls for the guards and uh, the super protagonist nice guy shows up. Uh, he's super duper nice. He has a dragon sword. You can tell by how nice he is that there's going to be some twist about him later. Uh, there's gonna, oh, we have, I love we, I love Reinhardt. Reinhardt's great. We, we've not faced Reinhardt's like, well, we, we might have had some implications or foreshadowing. Uh, th there's something more to Reinhardt than his nice guy persona. Uh, it's just to what extent, to what magnitude it is. We haven't faced, seen that yet, but uh, I'm confident it will arise. I mean, it's it's pretty uh, confident by the end of this little story arc. It's kind of apparent how uh, how he he uh, functions. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Subaru he goes back to the slums. He gets ambushed by uh, by Felt. And uh, because it looks like he's trying to steal or something. Felt shows up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, tries to kill him. He dodges it and voids it. And he's like, hey, I want to buy your thing. She's like, cool. Um, she also, I don't understand why every isekai girl, isekai girl has to be super cutesy and or su super sexy. They, like, isekai girls do not get the range that guys do at all in any way. I mean, that's kind of generally the case with anime in general. Which is bullshit. Uh, it's, it's just so uninteresting. We're getting, we're getting more and more as, uh, shows and, uh, series progress. Like, I've seen a lot of, uh, different, uh, body types in a lot of more recent shows and then some, uh, very popular shows as well. But generally speaking, the, uh, the, uh, the, the range of body types for females in anime are pretty slim. Yeah, but it's not even just, like, it's, it's not just the body types, though that is also an issue. It's also, like, the personalities? Because I feel like the guys in anime, and especially in shonen slash isekai kind of stuff, the, the guys, there's a whole range of different uh, archetypes. Many times, even when they're fitting the archetype, there's so many more archetypes to play off of. Meanwhile, the girls are all different flavors of the same old shit. And that's just, yeah, it's it's so much less interesting. And so Felt, she she sort of falls into this almost like little sister kind of archetype, uh, which whatever, okay. Uh, they they yeah. go to negotiate again. Uh, this time, uh, oh, oh, someone's at the door. Oh no, it's going to be crazy vampire. Oh wait, it's Amelia. Uh, which, especially how they were doing it, it was, they tried to build the suspense. It was very predictable. They, I don't, uh, so far two episodes in, I, I I'm not so sold on it. There's some interesting ideas there, but they are being crippled by the adherence to isekai tropes. And they, two episodes in, they haven't broken out of that and found their own footing sufficient. Uh, we get to episode three, pretty episode three. Uh, everyone's arguing and then eventually vampire girl does show up and then everyone's fighting. Everyone is fighting and going to war uh, and attacking one another. Amelia has the worst fighting style, at least for like interest purposes, because it's just, I aim and I shoot ice shards at you and I just keep doing that. And look, I'm still doing that. And that's 90% of her offense. Meanwhile, Vampire Girl is just evading. And that's that's like at least 60 to 70% of this whole fight, unfortunately, uh, which ain't great. Uh, also, Puck, uh, the, the cat spirit, super sexist. <laughs> In this whole fight, he's like, wow, that's impressive for a 
girl. Can you believe a girl can do that? I didn't know girls could do anything. Girls. And it's like, we, we haven't seen this side of Puck, nor do we again. But just in this one scene, Puck is ridiculously sexist to women, and I don't understand why. What the fuck? Is that like a, a, a prominent character trait? Because it hasn't uh, been shown anywhere considering else. I, considering I completely have forgotten about it, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> so just like this one scene, they were like, let's make Puck a misogynist. And it was like, sure. I don't I mean, understand. It could have been along the lines of like sardonic, oh, for a girl type of thing. But I, I, I can't recall the exact interaction myself. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my uh, foot in that particular bear trap right now. Yeah, no, it, it was just so weird. It was a weird moment uh fortunately in this fight you'd think that uh you'd, you'd think that Subaru is dead weight oh no he is doing great he's super strong talented and coordinated saving people at the last minute tossing things at just the right time uh boy oh boy is he so so good uh which once again i think is a dumb and unwarranted decision. I mean, his his like biggest uh, strength is the fact that he is a bit more fit than the average otaku. Was his no, it's not that he's a bit more fit. He's he's far more fit than like anybody else. He is way above average. Like they present him as just like I'm a little bit fit, but no, the, like the shit he's doing is absolutely insane. We've seen him in a handful of fights, and all of them he's dominated. He he fought with Felt, uh, who's this super agile. She can use the power of the goddamn wind or some shit, and he was able to not even get a scratch on him. Uh, now, with the crazy bowel hunter bitch, he's still fine, and he's able to help others, and it's he's just, he's far more useful than he should be, and that makes him less interesting as a character. That's gonna be toned down a bit in the next arc, but in this one, oh god, it's not good. Uh, it's establishing a baseline, honestly, because as the show goes on, uh, Subaru's uselessness uh, amplifies, and he only becomes of real use when he enters uh, mystery solvings type stuff. As then, well then as, why not uh, let him be useless here as well, instead of having him be wildly talented and amazing at fighting for some reason? And I oh, don't weeps. I remember they they mentioned oh he played around with a stick sometimes. I get it. I don't think that's a that's warranted justification homie i don't think that's it uh then as as they're all fighting eventually felt she she runs away uh to escape and uh then reinhardt shows up because felt ran into reinhardt and then reinhardt was like all right cool i'll show up so he shows up and now they're they're fighting and uh they're they're, they're fighting back and forth uh, apparently the, the big climactic end to the fight, like they have a few moves to one another and then they're like, all right, and it seems like a good end. So both of them dramatically state their name and title with a, a big old pose before doing their final moves. It's very anime and I love it. Um, it's, I see, I think it's especially dumb because they haven't like, they haven't leaned into like that element of shonen thus far. So it feels out of place. Uh, and if, if you, if that's not like the style of your show, which so far it definitely isn't, it feels just dumb. 
So once again, a little bit of a dumb decision. Uh, of course, Reinhardt wins. Battle Hunter, she lives, but she eats herself away. Um, then uh, Subaru has like this acme wound. He's like, oh yes, I'm totally fine. And then his bowels explode with blood, which once again, stylistically, that would be fine, except we haven't seen stuff like that up till now. And it's so absurd and acme that I, it, this, this show for the first handful of episodes has no idea idea what it is that it it has this grab bag of stuff very few of which actually work i think it's in the next arc that it starts to figure out what it actually is but in the first arc there's a lot of interesting ideas boy oh boy what a clusterfuck uh and the episode also ends with uh felt being like hey you can have your insignia back and like everyone's been like all right felt you were a thief but you know what you're you're fine now we're, we're gonna let, let you go and then reinhardt sees that she stole the insignia and he's like actually uh i I'm either going to arrest slash kidnap you for that. Uh, like it's, it's sort of like implied that it's an arrest, but he did mention he was off duty and thus like, that's not his jurisdiction. So it's possible he did just kidnap a 15 year old girl. Uh, wouldn't be surprised. And so that is, that's generally your first start, right? It's not ideal it has so many flaws so it, it doesn't know quite what it is amelia is boring but you know maybe there's more to her uh subaru is terrible this first arc not just like oh he's a terrible person he's a terrible character in this first arc really 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 bad just atrocious uh the other characters that we saw felt uh has potential reinhardt seems neat there's old man rom he's he's cool uh so like these these other characters that we're getting they're nice and we're building a nice ensemble i appreciate that but first arc definitely struggling to find its footing i would say uh the the next four episodes are the second sort of sub arc right mm -hmm. uh we, we have subaru he wakes up in a, a big fancy mansion he's he sees two maids and he he it's like all right cool so he's he's like oh man that's so fucking sexy because he's the fucking worst around yeah uh yep. he, he looks around at the mansion he opens the door he finds uh he finds this she seems young she's probably ageless so that they can have the lolly factor or some shit am i right about that uh she's not human so yeah yeah all right yeah cool so it's like i might look like an eight-year-old girl but don't worry i'm a turtle or some bullshit you uh, don't have to worry they don't really sexualize her at all so you don't have to worry God. about that uh her name is betty first thing he says to her is like hey you know you should really smile because apparently he just he needs to harass and sexually harass literally every girl he comes across oh yeah no he he's trying to be that cool anime protagonist uh that he's read about and watched so many anime of by saying like the first like weirdly anime thing that comes to his mouth mind when he meets somebody and it usually gets him uh in a lot of trouble which i See, appreciate i'm gonna put an asterisk on that though because it like gets him in trouble but it gets him in trouble in the way that tends to be not that bad and sort of like like hey you really shouldn't have said that but you know it's pretty nice that you did which is bullshit like that is not how that should work being a pervy asshole isn't like oh it's embarrassing but i guess it's still pretty flattering no no not at all 
the most guilty of of this is Amelia, who uh, is frequently just like, oh yeah, totally. I don't care that you're a pervy asshole. You're just so nice and charming. Uh, oh, she so will. I, I worry worry that they like up till now tacitly endorse this strategy and would further encourage weebs to behave exactly like this which i've railed against many times this is not good social skills y'all do not do this everything he has done don't fucking do it no i told you before rem the whole point of the show by the end of the first season hell even halfway through the first season if you have any modicum of self-awareness you'll realize hey wait a minute subaru is a piece of shit with all with all due respect sean um i i say this knowing uh that many of our community are in this camp weebs are not not known for their self-reflective abilities they're not known for their awareness and and introspection uh that that is not a defining quality let me say uh, that's not to say no weebs uh are self-aware but i i would say that a disproportionate amount of them aren't which is unfortunate if if, well, yeah, if, if you they're happy watching sword art online so what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, oh, perfect. Yeah, a lot a lot of the time people uh, of that particular flavor have dropped the show because it's uh, a bit too real sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, we meet uh, the owner of the mansion, Roswell. Uh, Roswell, rather. Roswell, he is a dark clown boy. Dark, glamorous clown boy is how I'm going to describe Roswell. Uh, and I love him. He's fantastic. It, it's, it's pretty solid. I like the decisions. And Roswell's like, anything you want is yours. And Subaru's like, I want to get hired on as staff. Uh, and they play this as a bit of a joke later um, about how stupid of a decision this is. But it also doesn't, like, for it to be a stupid decision, be like, oh, no, I should have... I should have just said I should be a guest, right? For that to make sense, he, he, like there was no reason for him to say hire me on in the first place. Like that's not the Subaru we know. So a bit of a character disparity here. They have, they're still figuring out who Subaru is up till now, I think. Uh, because they, so far, a little bit little bit dissonant. Uh, we, we see Rem and Sister, uh, who thus far in Rem. all of the interactions, oh no, I know. Uh, I don't know if Rem knows because in 95% of all, whenever they're on screen, it's, ah, yes, Rem. Ah, yes, sister. Oh, yes, Rem does this. Ah, yes, my sister does this. Well, yeah, and, and so it's just that's... Rem and sister. And Rem is b better at everything than her sister, which, you know, relatable. And so... <laughs> And so, uh, they, they sort of discuss, uh, the importance- You don't have a sister. Uh, no, but I have you, Sean. And so- hey. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> if- Okay, I we need a vote right now. Of the two of us, which of the two of us is more effeminate? Come on. <laughs> Come on. You're a man who has gone on video multiple times wearing dresses. Uh, I, I mean, you're not wrong. I would just argue that that uh, adds adds to the appeal and makes me even better of the sisters out of us two. Uh, <laughs> out of Sean and Remington, Remington is the best sister and better at everything than, than my sister. See, now you're just going to get more female art of us. You realize that, right? Oh, God, there's already so much. Yeah, like you've just opened the floodgates. We're going to have all kinds of, uh, we're going to have both of us dressed up as Rem and Ram now. You realize that's going to be a <laughs> oh, thing. Oof. Like it's going to be a thing. And I don't know if I am in love with that idea or if I am scared to death by that idea. I I'm definitely uh, scared to death. So uh, throughout this discussion, we also learned that the insignia, it's super important because it's a royal insignia that shows that you are capable of 
of being in the royal lineage, basically. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently, Amelia, because she's also a dumb cunt, thought that the best place for this wildly important insignia would be in a very loose dress pocket in a location in town where we have been told pickpocketing is extremely common. Uh, in other words, Amelia, also a dumb bitch. Uh, so we, we get a nice little montage of of Subaru learning how to be a good servant uh, and working on everything, right? There's some quote-unquote comedic moments in this that I do not think really work. Thus far, almost all of the moments of comedy have not really worked. They've been sort of like cringy and or juvenile. Uh, At their best, they're tolerable. At their worst, I actively dislike them. Uh, Another problem is that there's not a whole lot of chemistry between a lot of the characters, primarily the characters I'm thinking of is Amelia and Subaru. There's no chemistry there uh, at all. Uh, And I think a lot of it comes uh, the fact that Amelia, any, any moment with Amelia where like she's supposed to display authenticity, depth or warmth, it, it's bad. It fails. Uh, it does not work. I don't know. Like, the voice actress seems to be doing a good job, but it feels like Amelia's just in a separate show compared to everyone else and has no connections with anyone. So they're trying to build up, like, this Subaru-Amelia romance, but there's no chemistry or connection there at all. It's just, like, Subaru being like, hey, I like your boobs. And then Amelia's like, oh, ha, 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 ha you and that's like their dynamic it's not good at all Uh, i will say i actually kind of think this is on purpose rem because it does seem like entirely one-sided on subaru's side doesn't it uh i disagree because it they've tried to imply that amelia also has an interest in subaru but they it's just been a real shitty relationship like they've been overt in in their implications there it's it has not been subtle but yeah, the I mean, the chemistry just isn't there. It doesn't work. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know why, like, Amelia, her character feels so, like, emotionally bottlenecked and just nothing works. Because her character, she'll laugh, she'll smile, but none of it feels real. It's supposed to. You're supposed to have these these moments, but none of them work. Uh, Amelia's god-awful. Good god. Uh, and the dynamic Subaru doesn't really work. So, uh, we, we also... Uh, uh, we have that going on. He falls asleep. He eventually, he gets a, a date with her set up and promised, and he's super excited for that. Uh, throughout this, we've also had a few moments where, like, Subaru is, like, a good person. Uh, but thus far, they haven't felt super sincere. It hasn't felt much like an extension of his character. Rather, it's felt like, here's a moment where he's not all bad and he's actually good sometimes, or he's trying to get tit. The one, the one moment that Subaru, like, I actually felt, all right, yeah, that is a good moment from Subaru. Uh, and it feels like a good moment, like they succeeded with it, was way back when he was uh, rescuing the lost child in in the market, mm-hmm. right? And he did a, a little magic trick to make the girl smile and get comfortable with them. That That's unironically the only moment that's felt authentic with Subaru being a good person. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not a good person, but yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, that is easily the best moment. Uh, All of the others 
lot of... It, it feels just like insincere, like he's trying to get in their pants, which it's not even always trying to display it that way, right? But it, it just doesn't feel like it works with what they've presented thus far. It feels like, ah, oh, yes. It doesn't feel like, oh, yes, here's here's a, a lovely fleshed out character that has a bit of both. It feels like here's a character who's this way, uh, but let's cram this in there occasionally too. Uh, so yeah, then, then he falls asleep and he wakes up and oh no, there's been a time loop. Uh, and, and that's sort of how we, we end episode four. So the time loop, it's nice because it makes this question like, uh, did he die? If he died, how, how could he have died? He just fell asleep. Do we not understand the time loop as good as we think we do? Right. Uh, mm -hmm. which is nice. Good, intriguing questions. Uh, the next episode he wakes up, he goes, he talks to, to Betty. They have a chat, uh, and, and he asks her some questions. It's nice to see like the contrast and the differences. So many isekais, they have your standard, like they're, imagine them gamifying your standard RPG game, right? Uh, what ReZero does is it is an isekai that, that does a story version of, uh, of a mystery, not even just a mystery game of just to choose your own adventure game, right? Right. Uh, one where you will frequently have to backtrack and go back in the pages to the last point you were at. Uh, and it does a decent job at this. These last three episodes that we're going to discuss are actually good. They're pretty darn good. The first four episodes, I have a lot of qualms with. And I will still continue to have a couple of qualms because Amelia is still on the screen quite a bit. But the, the last three episodes, it's, it's actually interesting because it fleshes out these side characters, right? And so we'll have Subaru make some decisions and we'll be like, okay, but then he'll go back. He'll make some different decisions at key moments and that will have different ramifications. He'll build bonds with different characters. We'll learn more about these different characters and their relationships. And that's really neat to see. Yeah, no, like that's where the show really uh, hits its stride. You can see why I kind of needed to use a BS rule on this, right? Uh, I, I do because uh, the first, I, I'll put it this way. I don't think ReZero necessarily passes the three episode test. Uh, doesn't do great at that. You'll probably need yeah, to watch I, a little bit more. Uh, with, with yeah, this, I, th I think it have... worked for me personally, but that's just because, you know, my uh, tendencies, as it were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like, for a lot of people, those first two, uh, three episodes uh, sold the show for them, at least until uh, they realized, oh, God, the show is about me. I hate myself. I'm going to go commit Sudoku now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, by that, I, I mean I they're going to that... go start... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the they're first, gonna solve some math. Yeah, there you go. I think the first couple yeah. episodes they they succeed in like building a bit of intrigue, but there's there's so many mistakes and so many ropey shortcomings that I I don't think if it captures you good. Uh, if it doesn't, oof. Especially because I feel like the the like pacing and the storytelling of the show is actually decent. Like even though the first three episodes aren't fantastic, this is not a show I would say skip the first three episodes. I've said that for quite a few different, uh, especially shonen, that you can skip this number of episodes and you'll be fine. Especially with all the flashbacks. Fortunately, Re Zero doesn't fuck with flashbacks. In fact, many of the episodes they feel like they have to fill to the brim, and you won't get like an end credits. Really, you'll just 
continue getting more show because they're like, we need to keep filling this to the brim, which I appreciate. Like, it shows that mm-hmm. they, they put some thought into it. It's This show is starting to hit its stride at this stage. And so we, we in episode five, we have Subaru. He tries to uh, repeat everything. That does not work out how he wanted to. He try, he needs to learn to read and write with Ram. Uh, there's like this discussion of possibly cutting, uh, cutting his hair. Uh, he has Amelia teach him and that's completely uninteresting because Amelia is such a fucking terrible character. Good God. Like at least Subaru is interesting sometimes. She gets better. Subaru is interesting sometimes. Amelia is terrible. Yeah. Like I said, uh, the divide between the waifu debate here uh, starts after about the 14th episode when Subaru uh, becomes a real fuck up uh, in a particular way. So yeah, no, Amelia is pretty awful in the first half. I will say that. Yeah. Uh, So Subaru, he he gets a date with Amelia and he's like, now I'm going to stay up all night. And he starts feeling super sick and queasy and delirious. He ends up, uh, he stumbles into, uh, into the hallway and then he gets yeeted by an unseen force in an unseen way somehow. And it's like, oh man, he, he gets some, he gets murdered. And this is the second time that they've ended an episode with, and then somehow from someone he, he was killed somehow. And they don't show like the who or the what. And I get, they're trying to build some suspense, bit of a lazy way to do so. Uh, I honestly think they make up for it with how brutal it is though. I, I mean, it helps that it's a, a bit more brutal. Um, though it emphasizes, I think the only wound that, the animators feel comfortable doing consistently is losing a limb. Uh, if you lose a limb, they'll show it uh, because all they need to do is show the limb. Any other wounds? Like we saw we saw a bowel cut once, right? Mm-hmm. Almost every other wound, it's either been you lose a limb or we don't show it at all. And I think maybe just the animators were really struggling with that. Unironically, I think that's the reason why. Because they go, they, they deliberately try to hide it at multiple points. And it's not like, oh, they're not trying to hide the gore. The blood in here, like, he pricks his finger and it's a blood shower. Like, they're not worried about the gore. I genuinely think the animators just struggled with wounds. Which is a bit of a weirdy. Uh, not the worst I, thing, just a weird thing. Yeah, I also think it might have something to do, like I said, with TV stuff as well, because this did air on TV, so... Well, yeah, but all, like, they are not hesitant about the gore. If they were worried about that, they would they would tone that down a little bit. They're not. Uh, we So we get to episode six. Obviously, he has returned. He's waking up, and he's like, ah, crap. Uh, and so he's like, all right, well, let's, uh, let's change things up a little bit. Let's investigate. Uh, he decides, all right, I'm going to be a guest this time. He chats with Betty about curses. Uh, he he discusses fairy tales with, with Ram. Uh, and we, oh boy, oh boy, we get our, our favorite, the story of the red and blue ogres. Oh, now listen, this is a uh, fun story. I feel like I've, I feel like I gave you a really bad introduction to this uh, <laughs> Japanese folk tale because the your introduction was our uh, <laughs> Ore Monogatari and which is a terrible terrible anime. <laughs> we still get emails about that one by the way, Rem. It's been uh, 2 years and people are still upset about it. And it's like, don't get me wrong, uh the red and blue ogres, it's it's a very thinly veiled metaphor for Ram and Rom. Uh Rem and Ram. Rem and Ram. Oh yeah, I'm thinking old man Rom. Rom is the old man. Yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite of the sisters. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he looks the best in the maid outfit. That is true. Rim, Ram and Rom. Uh, but Rim and Ram is obviously- I just can't wait Rim to show up. <laughs> oh, oh, risque. Ooh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously a thinly veiled metaphor for Rem and Ram. They don't even really let you piece it together because uh, Ram gets excessively frustrated about it and is pretty overt about why. Uh, and and so uh, eventually Subaru is like, all right, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a stakeout, right? I'm going to act like I'm leaving. Then I'm going to go up on uh, the top of a mountain and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch for him, see what's up. And so he does so. And then uh, you have, uh, what what's it called, Sean? Hmm? Uh, a g- giant metal spike ball what's the specific flail Flail. yeah you have a a huge flail shoot out of the forest right at him and he's like excuse me uh as it turns out it's none other than your favorite rem rem is here uh and let me just say yandere way better than sundere in in almost every show i've seen the the yandere is more interesting and so we're getting yandere tendencies from rem because she wants to murder a bitch yeah. Uh, so she goes after him. She talks about how he smells of the witch, uh, and how he's obviously up to something. And uh, Subaru has like a crisis. He's like, "What the fuck, man? This is yeah. bullshit." Which is reasonable. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets flailed to death. <laughs> very, very violently, I might add. Uh, and you know what? From one rem to another, I too have always dreamed of just murking an isekai protagonist. Like that is. As something we share in common. Except I feel like your reasons are less uh, uh, noble, let's say. (laughs) Uh, Hey, man, who needs nobility when you can murder an isekai protagonist? They deserve it. Almost every isekai protagonist deserves to get murdered. I swear to God, we're going to end on serial one of these days. Uh, then we get to episode seven. Uh, he wakes up and he's like, all right, well, obviously I need to get the fuck out of here. And I really like the notion of, uh, he wakes up, he's stuck in a time loop with his killer. Uh, but he obviously doesn't want to alert like his killer or be too overt about it, which is a neat dynamic. Uh, they don't necessarily go the direction I would have liked them to with this, uh, or like build up that specific intrigue, which I would have liked to see a little more of, but they, they still do interesting things. So good enough. Yep. Uh, he he goes to Betty and he's like, hey, Betty. So um, here's the thing. Uh, well, he wakes up and he has like this fear curse within his soul uh, yes. at some point. And he's like, ah, shit, shit's gone wrong. Shit's something's going on. So he's like, hey, Betty, um, hypothetically, if this exact thing were to happen to someone, what could that be? Uh, and he gets help from Betty and he's like, could you like protect me, please? And Betty's like, I uh, sure, okay, I guess. Uh, and so he goes to sleep and this is the night where it's like, oh no, this is the murder night. And he has terrible, terrible spooky nightmares and he feels like he's gonna die. But fortunately he feels like uh, like he's been saved by Betty. And he wakes up, he gets in the library and it's like, oh man. But even though he's alive, the mansion is a flutter because there has been a death. Rem is dead. Uh, and you know what? That makes sense. I, if if I can't murder, then I also die. That is how I sustain my lifeblood. Jesus Christ, Rem. You're going to get your personal FBI agent knocking on your door any minute now. <laughs> uh, I already have one. His name is Stanley. He does good work. Thank you, Stanley. Uh, by, by the nature of his enough. job, by the nature of his job, he listens to all of our episodes because he has to. Thanks, Stanley. Uh, oh, poor bastard. Good old Stanley, the FBI agent. 
Uh, Our most flushed out character on the show. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Subaru is like, all right, like you got Ram. She's pissed and angry and super suspicious of Subaru is like, what the fuck? Uh, Roswell is is a bit angry as well. Uh, they want to merc Subaru, but Betty is like, hey, I said I would protect Subaru, so don't fuck with Subaru. Um, and Subaru is like, you know what, y'all? Fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Fuck this. I'm done. Which, you know, that that is fair that is reasonable uh this feels like finally subaru starting to feel like an actual person uh they're starting to figure out how to make subaru a character uh and an interesting one he's starting to hit his stride and be interesting right so he he runs Mm -hmm. away and he's being chased uh by especially ram who wants to kill him uh betty shows up he he ends up at the top of the cliff betty shows up at the top of the cliff betty's like yo i'm still gonna like protect you and shit uh and he's like i i appreciate that then ram shows up and ram is like i'm a kill a bitch my sister's yep. dead and they they talk a little bit about what's going on right and subaru he can't explain it to them uh and so he's like you know what sometimes you just gotta yeet so he yeets himself off a cliff yep uh and that's the end of episode seven uh him being like all right she got real fucked let's try again yep uh so yeah that is the seven episodes that we've seen that's an overview lots of lots of intrigue some some lasting mysteries that uh we we didn't cover in these seven episodes which are our intrigue and yeah this show it has so many flaws in it especially early on but to its credit it has plot development very consistently it has character development very consistently it's constantly moving forward it's building its ensemble cast and it's it's uh, external characters fleshing them out a fair deal which i i really appreciate right uh mm-hmm. amelia's still awful subaru started out terrible but he's starting to get better all the other characters uh are, are pretty good um no no huge complaints about any of the secondary characters uh uh, really and yeah. you know some interesting ideas some nice mysteries i i think that overall i like this show a little bit and i didn't think i was going to because the first couple episodes i thought it was going to be yet another it has so much potential and yet it fucked it because that's what it looked like it was going to be fortunately especially with the second arc it figures out exactly what it is it's like a slice of life with a driving plot so often which is real nice and some uh, heavy horror elements thrown in for flavor. Yeah, so like once this show sort of figures out that slice of life with a, with constantly driving plot and spooky horror mystery elements, hell yeah, I'm down. That's interesting. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I didn't think I would. Uh, I, I really thought it was going to be yet another critical review because the first couple episodes, while it showed promise, oh God, it was the same tropey bullshit I've seen a million times. But finally, we get to see something a a little bit different, a little bit new, very interesting ideas. Uh, so this show, it like salvaged itself in in, yeah. in the last half of things. Oh yeah. And uh, the show only continues to do more and more interesting things while regularly giving Subaru reality checks that he needs to fucking check himself before he gets wrecked, uh, as the kids say. Because <laughs> holy fuck, does he make some stupid decisions in the future as well because he's an entitled prideful prick. But that just makes the redemption of when he fixes shit all the better. Because you'd think that removing the threat of permadeath from your main character would uh, remove a lot of the tension but honestly the amount we care for all of the side characters 
kind of sub, uh, surpasses his uh, pseudo immortality, as it were, which is very, very good in my opinion. They've they've sort of like played with the idea of like, does he have a limited number of revivals or whatever? Uh, mm-hmm. Which amazingly, I'm not even super interested in that idea. If they decide to do that, sure, why not? But uh, but I would be fine if like it has unlimited uses yeah. uh, because once again, the stakes don't necessarily need to be catastrophic and oh god uh i i'll never i i will i'll permanently die the stakes could very easily be uh, i could end up making the wrong choice and then like have a different save point right where i've just yep. fucked everything now which i imagine they're yep. going to do at some point but i mean they kind of just did there when he yeeted himself off of a cliff well yeah but uh so far it still seems like his save point will be the same uh yep. so he'll be able to change that still but yeah and i i really like the try try again uh it, it's it's a choose your own adventure story with new game plus Right. Yep. And they actually make it work, and they make it work decently. Oh, are you curious to hear what the uh, uh, score on Mal is for this show, Rem? Uh, I I assume that uh, you know I think this show, especially with how much I've heard about it, I think it's gonna be definitely in the eights. I'm gonna say eight point. I'm gonna go all out. I I I do not think it would be this high, but I can totally understand why people would put it this high. Eight point like three or four. Well, with uh seven hundred and eighty five thousand uh users voting on it, uh it is. A- Exactly, 8.30. Oh, hey, I see. I'm tapping into the weeb knowledge. I probably would have that as a little bit high for my personal rankings. I think it has potential to be uh, that high and even much higher. I still don't quite think it's lived up to its potential thus far, and it still has some critical flaws to it. But even with those critical flaws, it works. It's succeeded, and it surprised me in doing so. Yeah, and I don't know, man. When we come back to it, it might continue to do so. There are some very interesting plot threads. There's a lot of really solid world building. Like, it quickly becomes into some political stuff with the uh, royalty heiress stuff, as well as the uh, uh, threat of various uh, arcane stuff. And, oh, man. There's a very, very good antagonist by the end of this uh, series. And I say good as in, fuck, that's creepy. Uh, As well as some interesting stakes and interesting character development and some interesting redemption in the terms of Subaru. And by the end of this first season, I'm comfortable saying he is a half-decent person. <laughs> do, you, do you say that because you believe it or because you need to believe it to believe that about yourself, Sean? Look, we're, we're not here to split hairs right now. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like, you know, good art is all about uh, ambiguity and leaving things up to interpretation. Ah, so that's what course. I'm going to do with it. Uh, but... Congrats, Ram. You're on. You're on uh, what most people believe to be the correct side of the waifu war. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully, the second season will prove you wrong because I'd love for Amelia to be even more fleshed out than she is by the first season. To be what's a so weird is character. like she's the main girl so far. Why are they fucking up the main girl? I don't care. Anyway, as you, whatever. Yeah, I'm, no, I agree. Like in this first like part of the season, she is not all that interesting. She's your basic tsundere with a heart of gold, but it's a bit more surface level than her. Uh, Sundere tendencies tend to be like she's not as hardcore Sundere as uh, other Sundere's we've dealt with. She's also uh, not hardcore th- anything. She's she she lacks depth thus far. Yeah, uh, she'll get it. Don't worry. Like she does even in this, and there's some pretty uh, painful moments. Let's just say uh, for those who have seen it, about episode thirteen and fourteen. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You hate it. I hate it too. Uh, but it's it also you of yourself. Oof. Like I'm I'm sure it's a nice uh, oh fuck moment. Uh, real impact 
impactful. But I also think it's a little lazy to be like, oh yes, this character matters now only after this like devastating event happens. It's like, okay, build an interesting character separate from tragedy. You can then have tragedy happen, but the tragedy should not be the thing to make us care about them. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Rem, the tragedy I'm speaking of has nothing to do with Amelia as much as it is Subaru causing tragedy for Amelia. Well, uh, yeah. ho hopefully, D hopefully she gets more interesting. Uh, she does. She does. But yeah, no, basically from what I can tell, the perspective is this. Uh, Amelia is only interesting to Subaru, and I kind of feel like that's on purpose, but at the mm, same time, it's not I, super great mm. as a viewer experience. I I think you're you're giving a little too much credit to them, because uh, it does definitely seem like like the writers are clearly interested in her, and I do not think I don't think her being intentionally bland and shitty uh, is is an accurate take. I will say that one thing I find hilarious is on Mal they usually sort the characters by like votes and how popular they are and whatnot. Uh, but sometimes, sometimes uh, the character organization is a bit off and it feels like it was on purpose because uh, the first character that's listed is Amelia uh, and uh, she has about 20,000 user votes on there. Uh, then it's Subaru with 11,000 user votes. Uh, followed by Rem with 41,000 user votes. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Mal might be shifting things in a particular direction, and I can't say that for certain, but everybody after Rem is in descending order of popularity, so I, I don't know what to say about I, that. I mean, hey, uh, we, we, we don't need to reaffirm what our listeners already know, and that is that Rem is best waifu. Yeah, I'm willing to agree with that at this point as well. Hopefully my opinion changes. I actually really want my opinion to change, Remington. That I have hope for this show. I have hope and dreams, especially since if good things happen to Subaru, then maybe something good could happen in my godforsaken life. <laughs> God damn it. Well, well, we'll see. Alrighty. And then I suppose I have one final question to ask you, Remington. Any chance you'd like to watch some more ReZero with me sometime? Uh, amazingly, didn't think this was going to be the case for most of the time I was watching it. But yes, Sean, I would actually like to see more of, of the show and of my namesake. Fantastic. I can't wait to dive into more despair with you. Uh, but with that being said, before we get out of here, we do have a little bit of house cleaning we need to do. Uh, if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, then I have a perfect solution for you. You can leave us a review on whatever platform it is you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, and helping us grow by word of mouth is an excellent decision as well. However, if you'd like to uh, more directly help the show and have the cash to spare, we don't want you to go broke doing this, uh, we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash animeoutofcontext, pretty easy to find, uh, where you can gain access to all kinds of lovely bonus content, including having the opportunity to have Rem horribly, just horribly mispronounce your name. And uh, Rem, who are some of the people that we need to thank this week? Well, of course, I would like to send our shout out and love to all of our bland bitch protagonists, as well as our magical girls. But then a tier above, we get to our yandere waifu, who is going to dash us with a flail for even talking to their sister and being associated with the witch. And on that list, we have Sarah Birch, Kazu Morocco, Dill Pickles, McAlex, Yuliana, Salty Pretzel, Glenn Michael Dolan, Ross Palmer, Jacob Livingston, H. Wood, Farmer, it's been two weeks since we have had a Centaur's Life reference weeb, Alexander Nasiensenyo, Rem Lust for Shame, Andrew Rauke, Matthew B, Devin McCutcheon, Sage Schiffner, Reverse Kismo Kismo, Mechazap, Rare Kumiko, Ready to Be 
Kobe Isekai, Ross McBean, Remington Merrill, Visual Bin, Hunter Davies, Alex from Australia, Remington is my Sundere waifu. Uh, to absolutely every single one of you, thank you so much. You're all phenomenal. Uh, but there is a tier above. We're going across the pond. We're heading to Hogwarts. And you know what, Sean? Uh, there's been a lot of, lot of drama about sports, whether they're happening or not. The past few months, it's been crazy. But let's celebrate some Hogwarts sports with some Quidditch. Everyone gets their own Quidditch team. Uh, we get Eternitarian. Uh, you're obviously the, the winner. Born wasps. Then we have Delina Perez, who, uh, you know, you're you're the Montrose Magpies. Oh wow. Miguel Delion, uh, you're you're Ron's favorite, the Chudley Cannons. Oh god, Cannons fans, they're the worst. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh Cat Zodiac, uh, the holy head harpies. Uh that sounds about right. Then uh Pilkster, PS y'all better do Simfo Gear or so help me. Uh well, well, congratulations. You are now a proud member of Puddlemere United. And okay, the only thing more simpy than Puddlemere United is Subaru for Amelia. <laughs> and then last but not least on this list, we have Stephanie Delgado, who uh the the Bali Castle bats. Uh sorry, could you could you hit me with that one one more time? Here, I'll I'll give you in, in their native Irish tone, the Bolly Castle bots. Uh, huh. Ah, thank you, thank you. I, I I could hear the potatoes falling from your lips. It was very good. Uh, apparently, they they have the mascot Barney the Fruit Bat, which is great. Uh, so hey, they, there are all of your teams. <laughs> I, I expect you all to represent your Quidditch teams appropriately uh, the next games you go to. But yet again, there is a tier above. We got the Chef and Musco tier getting presidential up in this bitch. And you know what? This week, uh, everyone everyone gets a waifu. Everyone is getting their own waifu to take home. Uh, but which which waifu will it be? I, I might need some assistance on this one, Sean, with your encyclopedic waifu knowledge. Okay. Uh, and of course, we want to start things off uh, w with, uh, you know, starting things off nice. How do you do, fellow kids? Uh, very relatable. Uh, which waifu, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, Coach Morales from last week, but that's a husband. We'll yeah. get, we'll work on husbandos next week, okay? Yes, 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 yes. You get a husbando next week, but this week we're only doing waifus. So, uh, which waifu is appropriate here? Oh, man, for how you doing, fellow kids? I feel like the only thing that's appropriate is, uh... We're looking for, like, all-star waifus here, right? Oh, fuck, all-star waifus. And here I was going to get, uh, like, weirdly specific. Uh, I mean, you can, get, you can get super specific. I'm just saying we're running the full gamut. Uh, okay, uh, you. Uh, how you doing, fellow kids? Uh, I feel like that is a uh, Kaguya-sama from, uh, you know, Kaguya. All right, all right. And what about Almighty Sinner? Almighty Sinner been doing some sinning in the dark depths of, of Hellfire. But what, what appropriate waifu is good for them? Uh, uh, sounds like a Yuno Gasai man if I have ever heard yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, how could it be anybody else? Uh, we yep. we have we have touchy touchy diplomat, touchy diplomat, uh, a, a little bit touchy, uh, but maybe a little bit touchy feely. Who knows? Uh, so which which waifu do you I think? I know you made that try to sound good, but it, d it definitely did not. <laughs> we love you, touchy <laughs> not diplomat. Not in context. Uh, which uh, waifu uh do you think are, is good for them? You know, touchy diplomat. I feel like uh touchy diplomat uh is definitely a Rem fan, especially since how touchy Rem seems to have gotten in the last episodes we saw. Darn right, represent. Uh, we have Silk Inspector. Uh, wait, uh, Silk Inspector with a, a very ominous period at the end. <laughs> and so, uh, what, 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 what works for them? And be proud of me. I have avoided even a reference of a possible joke. 
Okay. About ghost uh, sleep then I'll tits. make it for you. Let's go for. Uh, let's go for. Uh, oh my god, I just blanked on her name. What kind of fucking weeb am I? What the fuck kind of weeb am I? Uh, oh yes, let's go for. Uh, for Silicon Inspector, let's go for. Uh, uh, Quetzalcoatl. You know. Oh, oh the, yes, uh, but of course. The super super uh, endowed uh, a dragon from Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Oh Maid. fuck. All right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and, oh wait. And... Or, wait. Was that? Yes, that was Quetzalcoatl. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> and and let's okay. not least on uh, the Chef Numusco tier, we got Thick Mullet, who has the thickest of all mullets. We, with someone with as great of a mullet as this, we need someone who can match their hairstyle. We need a waifu with some amazing hair, Sean. So I'm relying on you to give Thick Mullet uh, a waifu with hair just as fa- fantastic. Well, I feel like Thick Mullet is very deserving of I have to can pull up their name. You'd be surprised how few uh, ridiculous female hairstyles there are. There's like five like standard ones. Uh, oof, oof. That's a that's a bad choice. I can't do that one. That one will get me in trouble. Hey, man, I always say go for it. The problem is, is it's a very, uh, well, you said ridiculous hair, so I guess they get Ragyo Kiryu in. I have no idea. Who? Uh, well... All right, mm. I trust your decisions. Thick Mullet knows who, who it is. Thick Mullet, I hope you're pleased with whatever decision that is. Oh, they won't be. <laughs> but then we they go even higher. This is the last month that this tier will exist. No one can sign up for it anymore. Uh, and so these three people are the only ones who will ever be Waluigi ever again for one more month, and then we'll never have to read any messages. Uh, on this... Well, in theory, unless we get so desperate that we need to beg God help, no like. God God no uh, Look, Rem, if, I'm, about, I'm, I'm about one step from becoming a cam girl I'm terrified listen listen if if, if we ever recreate the Waluigi tier you're, you are reading all the Waluigi messages Sean oh god I don't want to do that though Rem <laughs> so I'd rather on, be the cam girl tier. <laughs> on this tier by the way guys I have an OnlyFans <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, just the the most awkward, gangliest, sexy cosplay. Uh, uh, it, it, w- it would just be generic stuff like me eating a bowl of cereal, all uh, uh, that one fella on Pornhub. So on this list, we start with Omoto Ahigao Uwu, uh, who has sent us the the delightful, but much more wholesome message than expecting. Uh, and it is, Wow, y'all are awesome, and this entire community loves what you do. Keep up the good work. We'll we'll stick with. Y'all, the whole ride. Very wholesome. <laughs> very, very wholesome. Trying to put a little bit of Southern flair on your Waluigi. I do appreciate that. That's very good. I, I have a, yeah, my, my Waluigi is from Louisiana. And, uh, you know, I, I've always found Italian plumbers just a little bit overdone. <laughs> Uh, next up on uh, next up on the list, we have uh, Killer Queen Requiem in the Waluigi yep. tier. Uh, and and Sean, would would you do the honors of, of reading their message? I will, especially since they requested me to. Perfect, even uh, better. Wow, wow. <laughs> we need to like we need to we need to get into the stuff. mindset, as it were, oh, <laughs> without dipping too far into Squidward. Uh, uh, wah you fool! You fell victim to one of the classic blunders, the most famous of which is not to get involved in an anime podcast, but slightly well known as this. Never go in against a weeb when pride is on the line. <laughs> beautiful. Absolutely that, beautiful. That, that's really good. I, I like uh, that one l- a lot. Last but not least, we have uh, Everyday E25 Earbuds by Raycon. Uh, we, we're getting Burger Kinged right now, Sean. That that's what's I, happening. Oh, uh, we have to add an extra layer of sarcasm and disdain to yeah, this one. Just 
yeah, first we should we should mention it. Uh, I, I I personally don't know the quality of Raycon. I guess to to emphasize how non-sponsored we are, we sort of just have to be like fuck Raycon. Uh, yeah. Asterisk unless Raycon actually approaches us and wants to give us a lot of money. In that yeah, case, I mean, hell yeah, considering Raycon. Considering Raycon actually provide a product, I'm okay with that. <laughs> what I'm less okay with is the message you're about to read. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, the the Burger Kinging continues. All right, Wal Waluigi, the ultimate show. Let's do this. <laughs> wow, today's video is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends, one of the biggest mobile role-playing games of 2019, and it's totally free. Currently, almost 10 million users have joined Raid over the last six months, and it's one it's one of the most impressive games <laughs> in the class with detailed models, environments, and smooth 60 frames per second animations. All That's the champions lie. of the game can be customized with unique gear and changes. You have strategic buffs and abilities. Dungeon bosses have some ridiculous skills of their own, like taking your money. Currently, <laughs> over 300,000 reviews, only half of them uh, have, are, have, are bots. Raid is almost a perfect score on the Play Store. The community is growing fast and highly anticipated. New Faction Wars features is now live. You might even find a squad out there in the arena and get harassed by all of them. It's easier to start now than ever with Raid's program for new players. You get a new daily log reward for the first 90 days that you play the game so that you can build an addiction. So what are you waiting for? Go to the video description, click on the special links, and you'll get 50,000 silver. Free epic champion. Good luck. See you there. All right. Uh, so uh, that Waluigi does not endorse uh, Raid Shadow Legends, contrary to popular belief. I also took some yeah. creative liberties a little bit with I mean, message. you kind of have to. Look, I mean, if we're going to support a gotcha game, it's got to be something, <laughs> one, that's thematically appropriate, and two, not make me want to punch every YouTube adver advertiser in the face, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like if, if, if they actually approach us, who knows? Maybe our, our tune has changed. Maybe suddenly we'll be in love with it if, if they just really fail our... Our, our pockets with with cash until yeah, then like, fuck yeah, Raid we're, we're Legends. We, yeah we need we need the money but well we'll let you know how much our integrity costs in the future yeah. Raid Shadow Legends if, if you would like to change our opinion uh we, we can go from persecutors to advocates on the drop of a dime or in this case many many dimes uh, a, a large surplus of dimes. I need enough dimes to hit Remington upside the head with in order to uh, convince him that this is a good idea. Uh, thank you so, so, so much. Uh, the support we get from you guys is absolutely, uh, absolutely astounding. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com, possibly with instructions on how to be better at Twitter. <laughs> We could really, really use the help, I'll be honest, uh, because we're we're pretty bad. Uh, so far, I've only used my personal Twitter to, uh, I don't know, follow Critical Role fans uh, and look at some cosplays and avoid the weird, weird NSFW side of Twitter. By the way, Rem, did you know there's a weird, weird NSFW side of Twitter? I mean, man, I would argue the whole of Twitter is is NSFW, uh, whether it be for tits or just the extremely high levels of toxicity. That can't be safe for anywhere, let alone work. Yeah, no, I had a micro stroke just reading it earlier today. Fortunately, our listeners are not toxic. Thanks, weebs. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and with that being said... Thank you guys all so much for tuning in, as always. Uh, don't forget to love each other. Please register to vote if you're an American. And as always, don't fuck your sister. Oh, Ram, you know me better than that. You know I'd consume uh, copious amounts of potatoes.